Support for this podcast and the following messages comes from Texas Mutual Insurance Company, proud to support the many Texas businesses who make safety their number one priority in the workplace. More information about Safety Focus Workers' Comp available at WorkSafeTexas.com. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Glamour, Illusion, and Maya. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 uh, volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought also comes from the works of Alice Bailey. The objective before the hierarchy at this time is to break and dissipate the world glamour. A death blow must be struck at the world illusion for it holds humanity in thrall. Why is a discussion of this subject uh, so important to spiritual understanding? Because it's so fundamental, because it affects just about every human being, and because it constitutes a major block on the path of spiritual development. The um, verbs you used in that opening um, quote are kind of violent, aren't they? A death blow must be struck. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. Break and dissipate (laughs) the world glamour. It sounds rather violent and harsh, but that is apparently the way and the only way we deal with glamour. Um, Perhaps we should begin by defining our terms, because glamour has kind of a a romantic, happy connotation, I think, for a lot of people. We think of... um, well, those of us who are old enough think of Photoplay, the old uh, movie magazine, or we think of Vogue or Harper's Bazaar, or we think of the red carpet at the Oscar ceremony with all the gorgeous uh, gowns that the Hollywood stars wear. That's glamour. But in the spiritual sense, glamour is not a happy condition at all. It's, as I understand it, the phenomenon that is created as the mind of the human being awakens and can perceive ideas, but those ideas mix with or are merged into 
the desire that still propels the person. And it's the combination of desire and thought that creates this kind of steamy fog that is glamour, and it keeps one from recognizing reality. Right, and the steamy fog is probably a good um, a good symbol to uh, describe this situation or this condition, really, because uh, you do have the fire of mind uh, combined with the, the the watery symbol of the astral nature or the emotional nature, and when those two combine, you mm. you get uh, a lot of steam. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so that's essentially what happens when the mind. The ideas that go through the mind uh, mingle with the emotions and the desires that one has, and uh, a lot of uh, fog and distortion is created, even right there in the mind of each individual. Interestingly, um, Alice Bailey says that glamour is really a, a phenomenon only uh, that only the human being experiences, that the lower kingdoms, animal and vegetable and, of course, mineral, don't experience glamour. Animals have desire. If you've ever had a cat or dog, you know what desire is. <laughs> feed me, feed me, feed me. That's desire. But they don't have the mixture of desire with real thought real ideas from the mental plane. So they are quite honest and quite um, straightforward in what they want, and they let you know it, and that's what's so endearing about animals. They are who they appear to be. They're basic um, and direct most of the time. Few cats I've known are kind of manipulative. (laughs) 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 There goes that theory, huh? To an extent, I guess. But human beings are the only place on the evolutionary path, we could say, where uh, there is this problem of ideas and desires mixing together. And it's interesting that um, the, the Ageless Wisdom says that that is a phenomenon of duality, of viewing the world as dual. We've been talking a lot about the one life in recent programs about the inherent oneness, the essential unity of all life behind the outer differentiation of the world of forms. There is one life knitting it all together. But the dualistic worldview says, I am myself and everything else is apart from me. It objectifies everything. It looks out on the the world and on fellow human beings and says, you are separate from me. And either I love you, I like you, or I don't like you, or I actually hate you. There are various reactions. But the people of the world and the events of the world are viewed as separate from oneself. And it's this dualistic uh, view, as I understand it, that lies at the base of desire. Because you feel you don't have something, you want it, it is separate from you, but you must attain it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well... This is a yeah, condition that has been created over the eons as long as human souls have been incarnating in physical form. Then these distortions have been built up over and over again and uh, we just kind of bring them back with us whenever we come back. And So that every aspect of the three aspects of physical nature, our emotional nature, and our mental nature all have these distortions, and there are unique distortions 
for each of the those three aspects. We talked about the uh, the illusionary nature that created by the mind and the um, uh, glamours created by the um, emotional nature. It's simply our reaction to the to the world around us that creates these conditions. But there is also what they call Maya, which is spelled M-A-Y-A, and it's an Eastern term. But uh, that is a little bit more difficult to understand because it has to do with the vital etheric uh, forces of the material nature. And uh, so that that is also another force that (coughs) adds to the problem so we just become all kind of knotted up in our mm-hmm. appearance sometimes. And you get all of these three uh, aspects are, are all combined. And it just in some people, you, you can see there is um, uh, there's no control at yeah. all. All three of them are seldom in sync, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Illusion, I suppose, is is different than glamour in that it has to do with ideas, with the mind, and um, it leads to the great heresy of separativeness, which we've talked about. The mind is necessary in spiritual development, but it can also be a means for uh, separatism in the way one views the world, Um, seeing things as apart from uh, each other and breaking down the observed world into so many component parts that uh, there is separatism and no real synthesis seen in the wholeness of it all. And uh, glamour pertains more to emotional desire, as you said, and Maya to the physical, etheric um, grip of matter. So it's a lot to work through, and obviously, if we're going to wrestle with world glamour, as our opening thought said, and deal a death blow at the world illusion, modesty behooves us to start with ourselves, and uh, perhaps we can focus on some of the glamours that we might recognize in a personal sense. For those people who just turned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, glamour, illusion, and maya. And... We have several things we want to say here. First of all, uh, we have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book entitled Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. It's one of the first books that I started off with, and uh, I liked it a lot because there are so many themes within the, uh, so many spiritual themes within the Alice Bailey book. Uh, volumes of 24 volumes, you'll find so many, a multiple number of them, but at any rate, this gives you a, a, a uh, everything in this is abridged in this one book, this compilation, so that uh, it gives you more or less a priority. You can read through it, peruse it, and you can uh, discover which topics you want to look at first, and then you can make your order a priority and, and, uh, and follow that in the larger volumes. But it uh, contains so many extracts from the books of Alice Bailey and uh, topics on glamour and illusion, which we're talking about today. The special offer today comes in the form of free shipping and handling, so that it's available today for $16. You do have to mention that you heard about it on Inner Sight, just a little notation. So you get free shipping and handling, $16 for Ponder on this, and um, send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis. Lucis is L-U. CIS Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, 
New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street. New York, New York, 10005. Uh, we appreciate your donations, uh, large and small. Uh, uh, they're an expression to us of your support, and we certainly thank you for that support. We need them to continue uh, airing these radio shows. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reasons, uh, about if you want to find out, find out about our meditation meetings or uh, uh, if you'd like uh, a package of general information telling you a lot about uh, Lucis Trust, then give us a call at one 866 695-8247. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Uh, our website is www.lucistrust.org, and uh, there are so, there's so much information on our website about uh, the history of Lucis Trust, about Lucis Trust in general, and uh, one of the main reasons people seem to key into the website is to uh, listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. There are uh, many radio shows uh, on our website, and um, on the home page you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Um, the theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website. Also, you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. So key into that website, which is www.lucistrust.org. Uh, we have a convention coming up and uh, a conference. A, a conference, rather. Well, I, it's a big deal to me, so I call it a convention. <laughs> and, uh, but it's uh, actually a conference. And probably uh, Sarah or Dale, Sarah, you want to uh, tell them more about it? I think you can do that better than I can. Yes, it's our annual Arcane School Conference. It's sponsored by the Arcane School. We hold it every year in the spring of the year at the time of the Buddhist Festival of Oisak. And this year it will be uh, open to the public on May 14th, which is a Sunday. I believe the afternoon session starts at 1.30. People are welcome to call us at the number you mentioned for a program of the um, work that we are going to cover that afternoon. It's going to focus this year on the theme of glamour and illusion and the group service rendered by spiritual seekers in dispelling the world glamour and illusion. And goodness knows, as we look out into the world today, there is terrific glamour fogging up the ability of human beings to think clearly and to perceive each other and their fellow human beings with any clarity of understanding. So... This conference should be an opportunity for real service through discussion, through panel talks, through um, meditation, and people are welcome to come. The focus on glamour this year is, we think, really timely because we can look not only in the lives of uh, human beings but in nations and the way they relate to other nations and the world as a whole and we realize that there is great fear and mistrust and separatism being expressed on all levels. Those are all signs of glamour. Yes, and uh, there, are, there are many signs of glamour around, as you mentioned, uh, the, the conflicts in the world. And uh, I think the, the war itself tends to be a glamorous thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really uh, <clears throat> led 
that glamour has kind of led humanity for centuries. I mean, we've you know been fighting wars at the drop of a hat. Now we're beginning to see the futility of that, and we're beginning to stand back and let diplomacy uh, take its place. But um, who was it who said it is <coughs> sweet and good to die for one's country? That's uh, glamour, it seems yeah. to me, unless one is dealing with something like the World War, where there was real clear-cut evil. Well, what, what I see, from my understanding, it seems as though um, glamour illusion, in my, am I correct in saying that they're impediments to mankind's spiritual evolvement? Well, yes. I mean, that's the whole point of um, beginning to try to identify these glamours and try to dissipate them as best we can so that the, they're impediments to the inflowing energies of the soul, and that's essentially what uh, humanity should be about nowadays, is bringing those soul energies to play upon the world and uh, finding a better solution, a better alternative, a more spiritual alternative to the uh, misconceived notions that we have now that uh, seem to motivate us. So the more that we can dissipate these glamours ourselves or help to build thought forms <coughs> of solution, as we call them, uh, through meditation, uh, the, the better that we can do that, the, the sooner that humanity begins to reach for a higher uh, spiritual source through the intuition and and, and bring more of the reality, a sense of reality, a knowledge of reality into their daily life. And as we have said, reality with a capital R is oneness, the essential unity behind the outer planes of uh, the physical realm is one of complete unity. So glamour is identified in all that causes us to view the world as separated and uh, wherever emotional reactions of antipathy, criticism, fear, hatred enter in. But there are some other sweeter-sounding glamours that are also glamours, and it might be illuminating to just focus on a few. Maybe we could start with the realization, Alice Bailey said, that there are three particularly powerful inlets for glamour that we can monitor in our own lives and consciousness one is a major glamour, the glamour of criticism. Criticism, when careful analysis, would show that no criticism is really warranted, and there is a difference between criticism and analysis. And she said, criticism where there is no personal responsibility involved, even if what you think you recognize in another person's behavior or character is in fact an accurate assessment of a real shortcoming, are you responsible for putting that person right? And she said, by that I mean where it is not the place or the duty of the individual to criticize. Sometimes you do bear responsibility, for example, a parent for the behavior of a child, a teacher, but somebody on the sidelines uh, just observing and criticizing, not only is it not helpful, it strengthens barriers between people. Right, and, and criticism, it's, it's impulsive speaking. <clears throat> it's the use of the voice in an impulsive way and uh, creating. You have to remember, you're, you're creating a thought form. Every time you speak like that, with a, create 
uh, critical thoughts, whether it's aimed at towards someone or towards some policy or whatever, you are creating a rather negative thought form, and uh, these things build up. Other people they they combine with other people's criticisms, and then then it uh, you know it can contaminate uh, a home. It can contaminate an office situation. Yes. It can contaminate your whole atmosphere that you walk around with, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you begin to uh, you begin to become an, an image of criticism. And, and it's a, a weakness that many very intelligent, mentally developing people fall prone to because they are intelligent and they are observant and they do have a mind and they use it. What they lack is perhaps a sense of um, inclusiveness and of love. Love can overcome the tendency to criticism. Love can redeem the analytical aspect of the mind and lift it up onto a higher, more intuitive plane. Another uh, another antidote to criticism might be a sense of priorities. realizing that what you observe may not be all that significant and you don't want to make it more important than it is by giving, as you said, weight to it by speaking it, thinking it. Right, and and as you said, love is the antidote that uh, uh, checks that uh, impulse to uh, speak out uh, negatively. Loving silence, right? And it's it's yeah, it's not the affectionate kind of love we're talking about. It's a, it's a soul kind of love, that uh, is totally inclusive. And when you're more inclusive and you have that, that, built into your atmosphere, then you don't speak so, uh, so uh, critically, uh, and so abruptly, and without Im- impulsively, let's say. Mm-hmm. Without uh, first uh, thinking of the other person, is in, you take the other person into account in his situation or her situation. Yeah, it's not behaving like the three monkeys who hear no evil, see no evil, and speak no evil because they have blinders and muzzles on. It's not that. It's not blotting out what is uh, perhaps real, although not necessarily as significant as the critical person thinks it is. But it's it's turning one's focus to the soul of the individual that might be striving mightily to overcome the fault that you think you are witnessing. You never know. Somebody who's struggling with a shortcoming might be very aware of it. They probably are, unless they're really deluded. They're aware of their shortcomings, just as most of us are or should be. But being aware of them doesn't mean we've overcome them. We're still struggling with them. And when you think of the person involved in their struggle, don't you want to help them? And what would be the best way to help them? By loving them silently and knowing that their soul is on the job and uh, aiding them to overcome whatever problems they're dealing with. You have your own problems. Put your attention on them. Another of the major signs of glamour is pride. And I wonder how many good people especially good people, perhaps, are prone to pride. Not necessarily the boastful, I'm great, I'm wonderful, look at me kind of pride. That's sort of bombastic. But what's more deadly, I think, is the smug, quiet, 
constant stream of self-congratulation uh, that runs through the mind of probably plenty of us that is always deeply, quietly sure our view is right, that what we've done is right, and that we understand and know more than everybody else, and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah, yet um, that that is a very deadly uh, attitude to carry around too, and it's it's a form of self-centeredness, and um, it's um, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm just trying to think. It's it's uh, probably the, um, the deepest that the self can go, because it. Um, it inflates the person and makes the person feel more superior, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it, it's deeply uh, inflating to the, to the little personal self. And that's the problem, isn't it? We're yeah. not talking about mm-hmm. a healthy self-esteem. No. We we mm-hmm. should have a sense of our own essential mm-hmm. divinity, our worth as a human being, but pride is something else. Yes, it's um, it, it's it's an interesting interesting um, problem because I think psychology today is is maybe they don't deal with uh, these these uh, forces that are going on in people as much in at least in in a way from a spiritual point of view because pride is a lack of a, a balanced point of view mm-hmm. isn't that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's putting, it's seeing oneself and uh, the world without a proper perspective because you're seeing yourself as superior. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be in some ways, but generally I think we're all very much alike. And uh, where we are outstanding on one level, we might be quite um, uh, behind the times in another aspect of our development. And so pride is putting a kind of... Um, wrong perspective on one's place in the world. And again, it's that lack of perspective that is so deadly to the spiritual development. It's not based in reality. The third problem that is a sure sign of glamour is suspicion. The sense that what we are witnessing in others, in our leaders perhaps, in our government, in our friends, our family, our co-workers, whatever, on whatever level, that they're up to no good and might even be uh, wrongly oriented. This is a very poisonous glamour. Right, because it's here again, it's, it's seeing, seeing the world not in terms of the real. And it's it's kind of creating a situation in your own mind uh, that is not necessarily real. And uh, so you're not uh, being truthful to yourself. You're not being truthful to the other person because it's, um, it's, it's trying to create a situation that doesn't exist, really. There's so much more to be said, but maybe we can pick up the thread in another program. I have to say that I'm guilty of all three glamours. I know. Uh, sorry, oh, we I can really, all put uh, our hands up. <laughs> can you say, um, <laughs> spend a moment maybe uh, about the conference again, just a little blur? Yes, Sunday, May 14th, and um, people are welcome to call our telephone number for a program, 866-NY-LUCIS. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love 
and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You're sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?